This podcast represents the opinions of your host, Jose Caraballo, LCSW, and his guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare provider for any medical questions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified mental health provider with any questions you may have regarding medical condition or mental disorder. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on this podcast. In the summer of 2013, I had an experience that would forever change my perspective on life. On that day, out of nowhere, I was hit with the most intense and overwhelming feeling I had ever had. A paralyzing feeling that shook me to my core. I spent the next few years of my life in deep introspection, relearning and reviewing many of my life lessons and experiences. Throughout this process, I ended up with hundreds of journal entries about topics such as relationships, communication, career, personal values, life purpose, and others. This podcast was created in order to share those insights and lessons with you, to share with you what led me to create and live my enriched life. Welcome, everyone, to the My Enriched Life podcast, a show that provides you with simple strategies for living a more fulfilled and enriched life. I'm Jose. I'm your host. This is episode 14. Aren't you lucky? 14 already. I have a question if you have any feedback on within the last 14 episodes, if you've gotten anything out of it. Remember that this podcast number one is based on my journal entries for about five to seven years after my shift experience. Um, so I'm reading a lot of the things, a lot of the thoughts, a lot of the experiences that I went through at that time. If you're looking for the strategies, what I read to you, the strategies in that, but also the lists that I'm writing and the topics that I'm writing on, you can write on yourself and also come up with simple strategies because the writing is a simple strategy in and of itself. Does that make sense? I hope it does. If it doesn't, get in touch with me. Okay? So let's jump in. Uh, my podcast, I want to announce that my podcast has been voted the best podcast in my condominium building, in my condo building. It's not a verified um, status, but I don't know that anybody else has a better podcast in this building. So number one building in this building. Sorry, number one podcast in this building so far. Sure. Number one at something, right? Here we go. All right. So today I'm going to read some more journal entries. I'm going to read these the way they were written again, and then I'm going to elaborate a little bit to see if we kind of get to the bottom of this, right? So this was idea about people and boundaries. And I wrote, you can't force people to be proactive. So in this case, it was based on a story that I offered 
something that was needed to two people that I used to work with. They needed it in order to study for an exam. Now, what I offered them was uh, CDs, uh, audio CDs, so they can study, uh, you know, in their car or listen to the CDs so they can take the exam and hopefully pass the exam, right? So it's a study material. They agreed it was a good idea. They thanked me in advance, and then they never mentioned it again. Now, I am, what is it called? Um, giving them an easier route to pass the exam. I'm putting it on a silver platter. I was lending it to them for free. I had already passed my exam, um, and that was some of the stuff that I used to, to study with. And I'm there, I'm offering it, and they never mention it again. As they were saying that they needed something to be able to study in order to pass the exam. So there's a request, there's an offer, and then there's complete silence. So I continued to write, interesting to see where people's priorities are and or what may be holding them back from succeeding, from asking, or for following up. Were they shy? Or did they not think it was important? Did they want to do it on their own and didn't want any help? Did they just not have the ambition to do everything that they can to pass the exam? I don't know. It's a... It was interesting. It was strange to me. They never mentioned it again. They needed it. I offered it. So I continued to write. You have to have proper boundaries to not struggle to try and make people what they are not or what they choose not to be. That's an important piece of this. Okay, let's I'm going to read it again. Must have proper boundaries. You one must have proper boundaries in order to not struggle to try and make people what they are not or what they choose not to be. If I get flustered about the fact that they asked for something and I, trying to do a good deed, offer something to solve their problem, and they either reject it or never mention it again as if they're not interested, that's my issue. And I just found it interesting that I'm like, why? Why would you not take this? I don't get it. And why would you not ask for it to follow up? I didn't follow up because I learned at that point why. What is it? What's the saying? Um, you can't lead a horse. Oh, you, you can lead a horse to water. You just can't make them drink. So the water was there. I wasn't going to make them drink. I could have pushed it on them and they would have said yes and maybe not studied it anyway. So... If you're interested, it's here. They said they did not follow up. Here's another uh, good part about this, okay? Because boundaries goes boundaries go both ways. In things you will and will not accept, as well as in things that you can and cannot do or expect from other people, from or for other people. So I have my personal boundaries, but I have to also respect theirs. If I make an offer to help them with something that they need help with and they either don't follow up or reject it, 
I must respect that boundary. Or their choice to not mention it again. It's a choice. Just like it's a choice to the, for them to follow up with me and ask me for that because they really want to, it's a choice to not make any decision at all and just sit there and see what happens. And many people do that. And for those of us that are very um, open to offering or to try to help people solve certain problems, this could be a big issue. If nobody's asking you, what is your frustration with offering and being rejected? If nobody's asking you outright, what is your issue with someone not taking what you're offering? Not chase down the answers that you have to their problems. Some people have to make their own decisions and have to learn on their own. They really do. They really do. And it's frustrating and unfortunate, but it's true. If you hear some banging or some clack, clacking in the background, um, it's a very windy night and there's some things in my balcony that are shaking. So excuse the noise. If you don't hear it, don't worry about it. I didn't say anything. Okay. Okay. Next. Next idea. So that general entry, by the way, going back uh, is interesting. It's about boundaries. Um, I think our Thursday night discussion group is coming up on boundaries within the next couple of weeks. Obviously, I'm going to use this, but it's a it's a very interesting topic to to kind of delve into um, in your life enrichment process. OK. OK, so. This is another journal entry of mine, as I wrote, doing something that has worked for someone else looks like a good idea. In, especially in the absence of having a clear plan of yourself for yourself. Okay. So this is when I was having issues with the idea of modeling behaviors. I'll do what I did and you'll be successful. I'll do what I did and this will work for you. Um, that's all well and good if you have nothing else to do. You can't come up with your own stuff. But modeling behaviors doesn't always fit everyone. Okay, you can model behaviors of someone and just not fit the bill and you will not get the same results that that person got. It's not always a one to one ratio replicatable across the board. Modeling behaviors so I could practice. I don't know. Let me give you a cheesy example could practice basketball all day long every day model the champions and the top-notch players behaviors and still never be a top-notch basketball player it can happen it's just not for me something um something about me is not for that in this case i'm obviously talking about height or whatever it may be um athleticism whatever you want to call it but it, the same goes for many other things as well. It's okay to model behaviors. Um, sometimes you have to really take a look and say, okay, does this work for me? Even though I'm modeling an idea. The better idea, I, kept, I continue to write, the better idea is to find what works specifically for you. That is what makes a seamless life full of happiness and synergy. So 
when I instead when I stopped trying to model other people's behaviors and did my introspection, looked inside and did what specifically worked for me by searching, I uh, my life changed dramatically. Dramatically, like um like my intro to the podcast in the summer of 2013. A little dramatic, right? But still it's 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 it makes a big change finding yours you can model up to a certain point i'm not bashing modeling because it's a tried and true theory since forever right but to always be modeling somebody else's behaviors because you don't have your own eventually you have to kind of develop into your own what you're going to do and kind of branch off so to speak Branch off doing your own thing. Okay. All right. Next entry was, this one's a simple one. You cannot hate someone for doing something that you are not, that you are either not capable of or not willing to do. So this is, you know, if you ever felt envy or a little bit of jealousy or something, if you weren't capable of doing it, you weren't capable of doing it. Don't get upset. Find what you are capable of doing. Okay? And if you're not willing to put in whatever those efforts are, then yes, you probably won't get the same results. Kind of goes back to the modeling, right? If that doesn't work for you or you try to model and you come on you come out short, you come up short, excuse me. Um you can't hate someone for for things going right for them when they did what they what they did when it doesn't work for you that people get stuck on that a lot and oh but they did it and i did the same thing and i didn't get the same results and people go around that thought and that idea and that frustration for years and years and years so my intention here is to try to get you to not get stuck in that and not be one of those people that spends a lot of their time just being angry at the fact that they did what they were told and it didn't work sometimes it doesn't that's it okay let's see what else i wrote this back then and this one's interesting too and this was personal to me right i tend to get more stuck on trying to do what i can't than doing that which i already know i can do so again it goes back to the same kind of theme, right? I, I get stuck and when I can't do something, I spend so much time and energy trying to get done what I can't when I can simply push harder on the things that I can do. I know it's a little weirdly worded, but listen closely. I'm going to read it again. I tend to get stuck on trying to do what I can't I tend to get more stuck on trying to do what I can't do than doing that, which I already know I can do. Why? A simple answer is, it's probably not exciting enough. What's exciting about doing what you can do? What's exciting is figuring out how to do something you can't do. This is where the story comes in. This is where you overcame. This is where you overcame obstacles and and dug yourself out and but if you just do what you're good at and succeed at it 
what's the problem? I see many people get stuck with that one also, but that, that, that one personally, I did. I got stuck on that one, I have to admit. Okay, next entry. This one's a little longer, so bear with me, okay? If I am to live by a set of values, I need to do so even in the worst of times. So in parentheses, I wrote, this is in reference to me reaching out to people based on respect, even though they did not reciprocate. So um, I lived by, by a set of values. I live by a set of values. And it's difficult to live by those set of values when they're not working for you. Okay. So you need to stick to them. If you really want to live by a set of values, you need to stick with them through the good and through the bad. That's what values are for. Okay. It's a direction. You live by these rules and you die by these rules, basically. If I am to live and impart the message that one should try, excuse me, let me let me start that again because I got stuck there. If I am to live and impart the message that one should trust that the universe will provide, then I must trust it myself and not try to control or get anxious when I do not feel like I have gotten what I want. A little wordy, but I think you get the picture, right? If I if I'm the enriched life guy, right? If I'm the enriched life guy. I'm going to, I can't get upset when things aren't going my way. I can't get upset when my life is, you know, less than enriched, um, when things are going badly. It happens. We all have these experiences. The, the enriched life movement, the enriched life idea is not about always being happy, always things going right. That's it. That's an impossibility. But it is about, in this case, I'm talking about sticking to those values regardless because that's where the resilience comes in. That's when you're enriched, your life is enriched over time between ups and downs and goods and bads and, and good times and bad times and horrible times and disasters and, you know, blissfulness and all of it. So if you don't get what you want, many people start saying they're going to change their values because they're not getting the results that they want. Um, you really need to look into that, okay? And if you're going to stand for something and if you want your life to represent something, it has to represent that through the good and through the bad. And I put in parentheses, this is in reference to feeling anxious and stuck when I feel like my career is not where I think it should be. So to give you an example, if I would be upset about this podcast not having a million viewers, or whatever. I set out to record a podcast. That was my goal. That's what I'm doing. I am reaching out. I am recording. I am sharing my ideas of living a fulfilled and enriched life. That was the project. How many people listen to it is not up to me. I do my part, and if it's useful and valuable, somebody will listen, somebody will follow, and it'll grow. I know I ask at the end of the episodes a lot of times to kind of like and share and rate and message and get involved, but just the same, I can't get upset 
if it does well or not well or not as well as I thought. And it just, I'm doing what I want to do. That's where the happiness should lie. I'm achieving my goals. I'm enriching my life by achieving my life goals, things that I want to do, I want to create, I want to share. That's the enrichment part, not the result of, oh, oh, I got so many likes, I got listeners, I got this, I got that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's just not about that solely. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay, let's see if we have something else here. What do I have? What do I have? What do I have? I had something to fit in. Okay, so let's try this one here a second. So it's, this was an idea for a presentation. This is kind of what I wrote it as. So lowering your bar on what you define as success. That way, every time you reach it, you can define yourself as a success and thus redefine success in order to continue reaching. So you lower your bar, reach that success, and then build from there. Instead of defining success as something so far away that it's almost unreachable. I continue to write, this road may, may make it easier to take the ride itself. There are far too many people in this world living frustrated lives because they are not on top of the world like they expect themselves to be. But they are neither working towards getting there. It's either all or nothing. Either, either I win or I win. Whether I worked hard or not. So I also wrote, take the sports approach to things and get there through improving your game in small effective measurements. And if you look at athletes and runners, and I saw this, I remember this idea coming from um, a documentary I saw about Usain Bolt. And... The trainings that they were doing in order to increase the speed, obviously was running and practicing and repetition and everything else, but it was also how to get out of the gate faster, how to finish the race faster, how to make your strides more effective. Each aspect of that run, little by little being tweaked to get the improvement, to get that one second or or portion of a second faster so take this uh taking the sports approach to get things to get through improving your game in small effective measurements not creating a humongous goal for success that you could probably never reach or will be so frustrated in the process that you kind of lose the fun out of it lower your bar make success very close to what you can achieve Achieve it and then build off of that. It builds confidence. It's a way to go. I'm not saying it's the only way to go, but it's a way to go. Especially for those of us that feel like it's so out of reach. Bring it closer. Who says you can't? And then at the end of this one, I wrote, you will get much closer to your goal than just angering your way to success. So people, many people get very angry because they haven't reached their goal and 
that's just the way they are until they, you know, they reach their goal somehow. And if they don't, what happens? They're just bitter. Many times they're just bitter. And if the enriched life ideology, it's nothing if it's not anti-bitterness. No bitterness if you're going to live an enriched life. You can have bitter moments. But you can't live with a deep bitterness inside of you if you're living an enriched life. They just don't jive. They don't work together. Okay. Those are my journal entries for tonight. What am I doing as a... As a goodbye? Come by the social media pages. Rate the podcast. Become a member of the website. Visit our Saturday, excuse me, <laughs> our Thursday night discussion groups. Let me know if this is making any kind of sense out there. Let me know if it's helping you. I would love to hear some feedback. Uh, there's going to be many more episodes with many more journal entries, which with many more ideas as the weeks go by. What are we grabbing onto that's going to improve our lives with these episodes? I invite you to not simply be a passive listener. If you see something that kind of sparks something, and by see, I mean hear. If you hear something that sparks something in you, look into it. Look into it. I'm telling you, the moment you do, you're going to see a world of difference. Doors are going to begin to open up. That's what happened to me. I, I, I can't tell you any other way. I never thought it would. I never thought it could. And it did. And it can also for you. Okay. Come by. Let's talk. Stay engaged. Keep listening to the podcast. There's more to come, as always. And please love, inspire, and heal each other every chance you get. Buy a t-shirt. Let's start spreading the word. I have some products in my product store. It's on the website, myenrichlife.com. Let's do this. Talk to you next time. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye.